If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. And with us now, Jagmeet Singh, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, last time we chatted, you were about to become a father. How's fatherhood uh, going for you? What's that experience been like? Oh, it's been amazing. Uh, Kids are a joy always, and having my own, having a daughter has been just an awesome journey. I spent lots of time with her, just being amazed with the smallest things helps me re, re, uh, re-experience and appreciate just the small things in life, like sunlight falls in her face and she starts giggling. And hmm. it is pretty amazing when we have sun, a sunny day. So just small things that kids appreciate since you appreciate those things in your life. Also just Good. reminds me of the type of world I want to build for her. Good point too. Takes you make, makes you certainly think of things a bit differently, doesn't it? All right, um, let's. You're in town here, obviously, to talk about various things, but including healthcare. Healthcare been a massive yeah. issue post pandemic. Uh, pr- premiers trying to meet with the prime minister. That's coming up in February seventh. The prime minister wants, uh, in order for more money, reforms and accountability and such. And you've been very vocal against the the privatization of some of the public delivery and such. What's your plan? What do you think we need to do in order to fix this is this just a case of the same system but just adding more to it more money more doctors more nurses well one of the, one of the major points of the crisis right now or the major reasons we're in this crisis from the healthcare workers themselves they're telling us and the experts are saying there's just not enough healthcare workers so we've got a massive shortage in in Hamilton the Hamilton Health Sciences Hospital they have a critical shortage of critical nurses of 700 that's 700 vacant spots and not total. The total number is like 1,400. That's 1,400 vacancies. But 700 of those are critical. So imagine trying to serve the needs of a community when you are 700 people short of what is needed for the community. Naturally, it's just not going to be enough to provide the, the quality of care uh, necessary. So uh, healthcare workers themselves are saying, we go into work, we feel like we're feeling morally injured because we're not able to deliver the care that we know we're supposed to and trained to, but we cannot do it because we don't have enough resources. So the fundamental solution has to come down to getting more nurses, doctors, and healthcare workers hired. So that's one thing. The second piece is the for-profit solution proposed by Doug Ford and Daniel Smith in Ontario and Alberta is not going to fix the problem because if the shortage of healthcare workers is the problem, putting more money into a for-profit privatized system is just going to steal and handpick workers out of the public system into the private, it's not going to add in new workers, and it'll only mean longer delays on the public side. It is the wrong thing to do, and that's why all the major nurses and doctors associations have come out against it. Um, uh, well, um, uh, Ontario Hospital Association, Canadian Medical Association are supporting uh, a lot of these reforms, uh, cautiously supporting a lot of these reforms. Um, so basically for you, it, it's not a template issue. It's not the system is broken. It's it just needs more funding and more doctors and nurses uh, funneled into it because it seems what we've realized post-pandemic is the system needs more than just more money, more doctors doctors and nurses, more health. I mean, there's shortages of everything everywhere. We all know that. That's that's nothing that we don't know. And and you bring up uh, Alberta or Ontario about too much privatization, yet we're hearing this virtually 
right the way across the country from east to west in every province, including British Columbia, which has an NDP uh, government and an NDP premier. Um, they're all dabbling in this. So, again, you seem to center at Alberta and Ontario a lot, where it seems that a lot of provinces right the way across the country are looking for these solutions, whether it's a pan-Canadian licensing system, whether it's bringing in healthcare workers from uh, whatever province and they can go from one to the other or such, or even these reforms with private delivery of public health care. Aren't we seeing it right the way across the country? Well, and, and it's important to look at the, the direction that other provinces are going. So what BC is actually doing is they've acknowledged that previous governments have absolutely opened the door to more pro- private for-profit care and that it, that it exists in the province. But they found that that costs more, it is uh, less efficient, and it means in many cases less quality because when you're working for-profit, you cut corners to make more money. So what BC is actually doing is they're buying up private clinics and bringing them back into the public sector. So they purchased for-profit clinics and saying, we actually can do a much better job if those were public because the idea of providing care in a facility that's not a hospital for certain needs is not the problem. The problem is when that facility is operating for-profit. There are many institutions that deliver healthcare that are private, but they're not-for-profit or charity. Many hospitals raise money because they have charitable status. So the issue isn't necessarily just that it's private. It's when it's for-profit. The for-profit model was the problem identified by the military when they went into the long-term care homes in Ontario and Quebec. The for-profit homes were on an evidence basis where the worst quality of care was found, where those really horrible stories of, of seniors left in their soil diapers and soil linens for hours, crying out for food and water because the care was reduced to make that profit. There was less hours of workers, less numbers of workers. So our concern is BC is actually going the opposite direction of Ontario. They're buying up the private for-profit clinic saying we can actually deliver more care if it was public because we wouldn't have to factor in a profit margin and our public dollars wouldn't be going to the, to the profits of for-profit corporations. It would actually go to more care. And that's the problem. If the problem is a shortage of workers, that's not going to be solved by going into a for-profit delivery and putting more money into the for-profit side. The problem uh, with the comparison is we've got a system that's been starved for decades of funding and it's been starved and then people are saying, oh, we need creative solutions. Well, it's not a fair comparison. If you starve a system of decades of underfunding, then clearly it's not going to be able to compete with a hungry, profit-hungry corporation that wants to come in and, and find a way to make profit off of this struggle. We need to properly fund it. It seems that this is an extreme dis- extreme discussion. Either it's it's way over on one side with public, or it's way over on the other uh, with private. Is it really a battle between private versus public? Haven't we seen uh, uh, healthcare systems that really benefit by having a combination of both of these systems? And and that's where Canada is perhaps lacking is in the sense that they haven't been open enough to to different ideas, new ideas. Uh, is it really Really fair to paint the private versus public is it is the solution not a combination of both not at all and and to be clear it's the for-profit that's the problem again back to the private argument private if it's a not for not-for-profit privately operated organization that's not a problem because its motive is not for profit there's many not-for-profit child care providers not-for-profit long-term care, provi- care providers that do a great job it's the profit motive and wherever we see a for-profit model in healthcare. We see it across the world. In the United States, a great example. For-profit means higher costs because you have to factor in profit. 
so it costs more for the delivery of care. For-profit means lower quality. They cut corners to make that profit. And for-profit steals from the public system. So it is a bad approach, and it's bad on the evidence. And it's not fair to compare the existing problems in, in Canada and point to a public-private debate. It's a public system that's been underfunded. Like, if you look at the federal proportion, it used to be 50-50. That federal yeah. proportion has dropped to 22%. So imagine you're trying to run any service, and the amount of funding you receive over decades has cut in half. Naturally, it's going to be difficult to deliver the same quality of care that people remember. It's because it's literally been cut in half. Half the budget's been cut. Imagine we've got to feed the same family or a growing family with half the budget. And then someone says, oh, okay, well, maybe your, your delivery of your family food, you know, they're cooking at home is not working anymore. We've got to bring in some outside providers. Well, it's like, well, your budget's been cut in more than half. It's now down to 22%. Naturally, that's and I, I, a shortage. I, I completely understand what you're saying, Jagmeet, and I, and I think that's the, the complaint of many of the provinces, and I've certainly said that when you drop funding so much, of, of course this is going to happen. That being said, if the government will say to reinstate 50% funding uh, to this, uh, do you think the answer is just putting that money into that old system, or does there have to be some sort of change to that template? Is this just because the system uh, has been starved of money, in your words? I think that once we properly fund it, then there are definitely things that we can do better. And one of those that's come up a lot, so I agree that there are some changes to the old system. One of those changes, which has come up again and again, is team-based care. And that's the idea of having uh, a number of people working together, uh, doctors working together with nurses, dietitians, social workers, physiotherapists, working in a team setting. Uh, it's been used in things like uh, uh, community health centers or team-based care approach. Those are shown to be a better delivery of care because sometimes you don't need to see a doctor. A nurse can provide you the care that you need. Sometimes your issue is not really directly related to a medical, uh, a physician medical issue, but it's really about poor diet that's creating a medical outcome. Like you're not, you're not having uh, great health because of the food that you're eating. And so sitting down with a dietitian would probably be a better way of dealing with a chronic illness that you have rather than meeting with a physician in that particular case. So having that team-based approach is something that, uh, BC is exploring. It actually was explored in Ontario at one point, and they've been very effective. Community health centers were quite effective. I actually worked at one when I was in uh, university in the summertime, and it was providing excellent care when I was growing up in Windsor. So those are some models that, that have shown to work and can work better. Instead of having uh, walk-in clinics, one idea is to have publicly funded clinics where someone's got an illness that's not serious enough to go to an emergency room but you can't see your family doctor quick enough. So having a clinic that can provide care in those cases, maybe a fever, maybe uh, you know, you're having other struggles that don't, don't require an emergency care, but you don't have to rush into an ambulance, but you definitely want to get it looked at. Having another place to go could be a solution. Hmm. Jagmeet Singh with us, leader of the federal NDP in Hamilton today, and of course joining us uh, on the show. Jagmeet, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the questions and the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.